We are Guys in Shorts, your weekly podcast for all things sports, entertainment, and pop culture. Have confidence that everything we talk about on this show is 100% fact-checked. That's right. No misinformation here. Apologies to Bruno Mars and or Eric Estrada for last week's <laughs> I was so fooled. I was so fooled, guys. Uh, Did you believe it? Uh, yes. Eric Estrada's I, I Bruno Mars dad. I Googled it. Well, honestly, when you said it, I, I remember reacting going, Is, could, that couldn't be true. But I was oh. like, no, that's not true. But I said he it does look confident. like him. He does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, again, we're not saying it's true. In fact, it is not true. So just making sure that's that's cleared up. Yeah, I don't know who would have thought that. Thanks for tuning in. I promise we will step up our game this week. On the show, we're talking about that uh, monster of a deal that Manny Machado made with the San Diego Padres. Holy crap. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we're going to parlay that into a little contract talk about our own Jared Goff. Mm. Got to keep it, keep it home based. Keep it real. Also, Ben has some Raiders talk to yes, discuss. Yes, I do. Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Also, what makes your life easier in 2019? Apps and such. Darren's oh. got some ideas yes. on it. We're going we're gonna to talk about what makes our lives easier. And in honor of the Oscars being on this week, since nobody cares about any of the movies that are nominated, we came up with our own Guys in Shorts Movie Awards. And with our From own the, topics, our own nominations. Yep. Yeah. So uh, these categories are much better than the ones they got in that pretentious, bloated show. For sure. All right. That's uh, that's a great show. Sounds like it. Let's get to it. Ben Ben says half hour. I uh, I doubt it. And I doubt it because Ben is the one that talks. Because Ben is here. That's right. That's right. All right. I'm Jeff Wilson, and uh, back from uh, lice quarantine, Darren Besa. I did not have lice. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> you guys are sick and twisted. Uh, I'm you, back, though. Would you cut all your hair off if you had lice? Uh, your spikes? You, your you, beloved spikes? Yeah. I'd cut you would? Them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Of course. They have shampoo. There's no need to cut your hair off these days. You know, I, I've been thinking a while to just go ahead and shave my head. Get Especially out of here. No, during during this, It's going to grow back. Oh, I don't believe you. And Ben Garcia. <laughs> hoop hoop there he is. Vic is out, uh, and uh, so is, uh, what's that other guy's name that shows up half the time? Oh, yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, nobody, nobody knows. Actually, his name is Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, and Benjamin, Yeah, I heard a rumor that you, in fact, went to his live Galaxy podcast event. Fake news. Over the weekend. That's fake it news. It is fake news. You, who gives him so much crap and hates everything that has to do with soccer. Yeah. And also, by the way, hates everything that has to do with driving on the freeway, sitting in traffic, and getting off your couch. Yes. You drove all the way down to, wasn't it like Irvine or Tustin. something? It was in Tustin. Tustin? Yeah. yeah. I did go. Wow. No, Good when, for you. No, when, when, when Eric first texted it that you went, yeah. I didn't quite believe it. I didn't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Ben Garcia. Nice yeah. try. You know, yeah. so... I, I do hate all those things, but if there's one thing that I can say is that I am a supporter of my friends and their endeavors. And so that you is know, true. You You're know, a loyal he, friend. Him being a, a podcaster and, and me being a podcaster and yeah, uh, you know, they're doing a live event, which I feel like we've got a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wanted to see what what Josh <laughs> Gessman did. How the, how the professionals do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a Saturday afternoon. I, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. Uh, one of my daughters was taking a nap. I needed to take my other daughter Sydney away so to keep the house quiet. And I thought, you know, there's no better place to be than to go grab a beer at a bar, watch my buddy podcast for a little bit. And hang out. So I threw on my Zlatan shirt that uh, Eric gave oh, me. And, even uh, the Zlatan <laughs> shirt. I did wear my Raiders hat just so that okay. everybody knew there that I wasn't just a Galaxy fan. And I sat down, hung out with him for about an hour, had a beer, and then uh, and then headed out. But it was it was a nice event. A lot of people, good turnout. And uh, it was just a well, well-prepared and well-done event. Good nice. for you, just, Ben. Just like our live events, right? Yeah, just like them. <laughs> ben. How, how does it compare to our live events? Theirs I mean, was professional. <laughs> how dare you? We are professional. <laughs> no, we weren't bad. It, you know what You know what it is? It's just they've got more reps, and we'll, we'll, yes. we'll get there in time. We're just not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Jo- and I'll tell you what, Josh Gessman is a professional. Yeah. That guy. And it was a well-oiled machine. They had Mike Araujo, who did the announcing in and out. Which you know he had the oh, he very had, cool. he had the script all written and and they had they were supposed to have I think Galaxy players there but the game got canceled Eric was saying so that they, no. none of them none oh, of them ended up showing shoot. but but a lot of the fan club was there and so they had a lot of support and and you know the, you know, the, the, the 
audience was actively listening. You know, it wasn't like they were just hanging out, you know, maybe some in the back were kind of talking, but, but everybody seemed invested in what was going on up front. And then everybody knew, you know, everybody that was going up, everybody knew Eric, everybody knew Josh, and then whoever the, the female guest host was. It, or it, so everybody knew them, and we're taking pictures and stuff at the end. So it was just a really, really neat event. Eric has become quite the celebrity. He is. I feel like if he makes it, we should get some sort of royalties or, or something out of it. You know, I just, I, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> well, th- this is exactly why he's not here, because he's probably oh, still yeah. at TAPS giving oh, his Galaxy totally. updates. I mean, totally. we give him 30 seconds, so yeah. uh, he's, he's still over there. for this mom and pop <laughs> yeah. show. No, but he did well. Excellent. Well, good to hear. He always does. He always brings it every single week. All right, let's uh, let's talk about this Machado trade. Holy crap balls. Wow. $300 million for 10 years. The San Diego Padres ponied up. Yes. Wait, who? The Padres. Yeah. Can you believe that? The Padres. Yeah. I think this is a Robinson Cano deal, you know, okay. seven or eight years ago, where it's like they the, the Mariners yanked him from the Yankees mm-hmm. or took him from the Yankees and offered him a, an exorbitant amount of money with the promises of, we're going to build a contender here and you're going to be in the playoffs and, and, and everyone's going to know who, who Robinson Cano is and and you know you're going to be the next legend of uh, you know the next Derek Jeter of of this next generation. And you know he goes signs this large contract and then nothing happens. And to me, Machado was was chasing the money. I don't think he was looking yeah. to win. I don't think he was looking at uh, October glory. I I think he was simply looking at what can I what contract can I sign that's going to give me the most amount of money. And that's that was what his you know ulterior motive was going into the off season. And and that's what he did. Yeah. Well, he got it. Who on the Padres now, other than Machado, do you guys know? Nobody. But, <laughs> but yeah. So I've been reading articles on this, and you know, some of the takes are that this was a very smart thing to do for the Padres. And so, if you look at what the Padres have been doing over the last couple of years, it's it's what you know the Kansas City Royals did years ago. It's what the Houston Astros have done. All these teams before they won championships, they tanked and they got tons of draft picks. They built up their farm systems. Yeah. Well, right now the Padres have, according to the reports that I've read, the number one. Yeah, they're the number one. Yeah, farm uh, system. Farm system in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and a lot of their players are won't be ready this year, but they're going to be ready next year. And so the way they looked at it was the player of Machado's caliber don't come about very often. Mm-hmm. And they were in the unique position right now, basically having such a low payroll that they could assume $30 million a season, knowing that they have all of these players under control, then they're in their farm system for the next four to five years, that it's really not going to start to hurt them until towards the end of Machado's uh, tenure with them. And so if their farm system is as good as they think that it is, to put a bat like Machado in the middle of that lineup to solidify and to give them you know, credibility among, among the uh, Major League Baseball, that this is a move that really is going to propel the Padres, maybe not this season, but next season moving forward, into the limelight of the National League postseason. Mm. So that's, that's, where they're, that's where they're coming from. Now... You know where I stand. I it, it it's a it's a long term contract. Yeah. Yes, I think it's it's a bad deal. So the question that I have for Angels fans is, which is a worse contract? Is it the Pujols deal or is it this one with Machado at three hundred million? Because this Ooh. is sixty million more than 60 what sixty million more. But he's he's, he's younger. 20, he's twenty six. Was so. What are the stats? Machado is twenty six. Yeah. This is ten years at three hundred million. Correct. Pujols was ten like years, thirty-one, two hundred and forty million dollars till two thousand twenty-one, end of two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. So, so less money, but five years older. But again, that contract was signed eight years ago, and yeah. when you take inflation into consideration, yeah. it's you know, maybe comparable. Besa, you want to okay, take the first stab at it? Let me let me actually rephrase the question. <clears throat> if you didn't have Pujols. Would you sign Machado to this deal today if you were an Angels fan? No. No. Why? But I, I hate Machado. I don't yeah, like I, him I'm, as a I'm player. I'm not a fan of Machado. He, this is, and this is the reason I, th- I would take the Pujols deal, and, and I think it's better. And now, hindsight being 2020, and we've seen what Pujols yes. has done, and, and that was terrible. But again, basing off of the knowledge we had at the time and why the Angels made that decision to get the TV deal done, and because Pujols is a much bigger name than Machado is and 
much more well liked than Machado. And I, I think mean, he's kind it, of a polarizing. Well, and I think in his prime, player. and I think in his prime, uh, Pujols was a, was a, a three thirty hitter. 40 home runs, 120 RBIs. And he did that for like seven or eight seasons with the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Now, Machado, you can't really say he's in his prime yet. But I think that at 26, you know, 26, 27, 28, that, that's the beginning of your prime. So from 28 to 31, 32, that's, that's your prime years. Yeah. The thing that I see with Machado being, you know, a Dodgers fan last season was that I think he hit close to 300. But to me... He was striking out way too much for a player that you're going to be paying that much money to, and and to me, that's I want you to hit for power, but I want days. you to also hit for average, you know, yep. because to me, thirty million a year or three hundred million dollar contract means to me you are more special than everybody else in more than just one way, and you know that's I think the the problem that I have with Harper, with Machado, a lot of these guys that are going for that big deal, they do one thing very well, but they don't do everything yeah. really well. And, yeah. and and to me, when you pay that kind of money, I want somebody that's a five-tool player. I want someone that can run, someone that can hit, someone that can steal, yeah. someone that can defend. Your boy, Kenny Lofton. <laughs> yeah, and somebody, and somebody that can hit home runs. Should have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> he should have been. But and, yes. it, and the thing with Machado is that he seems to play with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he said about, about the Dodgers is that he hasn't tried hard. And I don't think, I mean, that's a little discouraging for a club who's going to sign him for that much money. Well, so if you think about it, that's a good point, Darren. So if you are going into a contract season where you are trying to get a $300 million deal, your incentive when you're on loan to a team that is in contention for the World Series is to play your ass off. It's to run to first base when you're in the playoffs to try to, try to, to force an errant throw or something like that. And he didn't do those things when he had all of the reason to do so because he knew that he could eventually pay off mm. in the in the offseason. Now, to me, I'm a little bit disappointed in, in Major League Baseball owners that they rewarded that type of behavior. So now you know that Har- Harper is not going to sign for anything less than $300 million. So now it's set the bar even higher when I felt that this was the opportunity. And again, not looking at it from a collusion standpoint, but just looking at it from a business ownership uh, standpoint is – it doesn't make sense to play these pairs that kind of money if they're not giving you, to me, what your boy um, yeah. uh, Trout, Trout. Is, gives yeah. the Angels. Now, sure. Trout, I think, is worth that kind of money. I think he does all of those little things well, and he is better in his position at every aspect of the game than than his contemporaries. Now, I don't, I don't think you can say the same thing about Machado, and I absolutely know no. you can't say that about Harper. Yeah. Wow. Agree to agree. We have it. He loves Trout. Trout's a good player. Oh, you can't deny that. <laughs> yeah. And He's... I hope, and I'm just going to go on record here, I hope that Harper goes to the Giants. Really? Really? Because I, I think a he's going to ruin him. I think he's a cancer, and yeah. I think that that uh, that they'll spend that kind of money and be sorely disappointed with that decision. A cancer is in... I think he's, he's bad in the locker room. Oh, really? I do. Huh. If you remember, he got into a fight with uh, one of the relievers back oh, a couple right, years right, back. Yeah. And I just I just think that, you know, right now, especially if you if you look at the press... There are people leaking a ton of uh, things about uh, Bryce Harper. Wow. So you're off the Harper wagon. Oh, I still like Harper. Yeah. But I just hope he's – well, first of all, I know he's not going to be a Dodger. So that I, I took a deep breath once we signed uh, uh, A.J. Uh, Paul, AJ Pollock. No idea. Sounds like it. <laughs> he sounds like a Dodger. <laughs> Eric Estrada. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to stick with it. I was going to look it up. Yes. I think, I think, I think, yeah, from Arizona. I, I think it's AJ Pollock. But anyway, uh, no. I, so I hope, I hope he does go to the Giants. All right, all right. Harper's good. You're going to get a Harper Giants jersey if he does. I would not. Or T-shirt. He, he could get into all the fist fights in the world. I would not buy a Harper. <laughs> good Giants man. Jersey. Good man. Vic is smiling right now. Uh, that that actually, as long as we're talking about contracts, uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we we were listening to uh, great afternoon morning radio on the uh, ESPN channel there, uh, Mason in Ireland, and the whole Jared Goff contract extension conversation came up, and the topic was, should you extend him? And they were actually reading an article by, I don't even remember, but listen to Mason in Ireland if you want to get their take on it. But the uh, the consensus was... Or, or what Ireland was saying is you don't sign, you don't extend Goff. Correct. Because well, not this especially season. early. Yeah, yeah. Especially early. Um, what I wanted to get our our thoughts on that, Ben. You've been saying that for a long time, and and 
I've kind of come around on this so, and, and kind of agree. To you listeners out there, all, here, five, all five of you. Here comes the voice, <laughs> of, the voice of reason right here. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in Jeff, and and it is that we have been friends for a long time. That's that's great. I've moved up. Normally, he's a lot disappointed <laughs> yeah. in me. So there you go. So There's a improvement. Yeah. yeah. But being his friend, you know, and I try to, I try to to to, to frame arguments with reason and logic. <laughs> I try, and no, so I've don't. been doing this with try you guys. To frame it with getting under my skin. Is what <laughs> well, I, that's just a bonus. <laughs> but I, I try to frame these these arguments and and say here are the reasons why I would do certain things. And and I think you guys always look at it as I'm just hating. And so yes. you don't really listen to my points. We're clouded so, by the hate. So this, so this, I literally, I'm driving home from work, and I get a text from Jeff that says, "Hey, if you get a chance, listen to Mason Ireland at like minute 17 of this episode." And he yeah. sends the link. So I hit it, and as I'm listening, I'm going, "I have been saying exactly every one of these points for the last six months, and you guys haven't been listening." And then they follow up with a text message that says. Man, there's some really good points. Maybe I wouldn't resign golf, and I'm like, there's no fucking use to me being on the show. Well, here's here is here's why I came around on it. All right, and and this is I think because I think there's two schools of thinking, and one thing I don't think that they said, which which is the whole reason why I'm all in on not extending golf, and in fact, moving on from him. Yes. Oh, really? Is is because well, it, when the opportunity presents itself, okay, is because. Arguably, or it's a fact, quarterback is the most important position on, mm-hmm. a, on a football team, right? Yeah. Now, if you're going to build around a player, if you're going to build a team around a player, the quarterback would most likely be the one that you would pay and build around. Right. Unless you've built this team that is so strong at every other position that you don't need a stud quarterback like a Tom Brady or a somebody, an Aaron Rodgers, that somebody that can just drive this ship. Yeah, that's just good. And we've been saying that but all he, season long. Is yeah. that Goff? He doesn't have to be that, that guy. He just caliber. has to be yeah. good enough. He so just has to not make the mistakes. A Nick Foles uh, and anyone could drive this yeah. ship that Les Need has built. Right. And drive it into the Super Bowl. Well, so the reason why you guys are such a good team right now is because you've got Goff on a rookie contract. So he's not making right. a lot of money. So you're able to invest in other uh, positions exactly. more so than any other teams. So this is what the Cowboys have done over the last four or five years. When they moved off of, of um, Romo, uh, Tony Romo and Dak comes in, they're able to invest in their offensive and defensive lines. You know, They get Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they, they get some players in all these positions. And all they asked Dak to do was to not turn the ball over, you know, and yep. and and to and to and to throw sixty percent and complete sixty percent of his passes and throw for two hundred yards, right? And and occasionally scramble and, and get those extra ten yards to get a first down. So like he wasn't given a whole lot of responsibility. And the Cowboys, I mean, outside of the playoffs, have pretty much been one of the better teams in regular season football over the past three or four years. Now, this is the problem with Goff is Dak Prescott this year is going to be going up for contract negotiations. And he looks at it as, you know, I've won, and I don't know what the numbers are, but 65% of my starts. I've completed 30 touchdown passes and I've thrown for 6,000 yards over the last two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And so then he starts comparing himself with other quarterbacks that are being paid $25 million a season. And he's coming and saying, this is what my market value is. And that market value is completely over what he is really worth. And and if they pay him to quote unquote just you know not screw up, they won't have the money to invest or to continue re-signing the players that actually got him there in the first place, which was their defense. So in your situation, the argument that they were making is is if you re-sign Goff today, you're actually going to re-sign him for less money than if you had to re-sign him next year. And so over the course of the contract, you would save money by extending him today. But the argument against re-signing him is. If you were to get another rookie quarterback, maintain the guys that you have in those other positions that are getting you to win, is Jared Goff marketably better than a first-round draft pick that's coming in like a Lamar Jackson or um, you know, uh, some of these guys that are coming in right now and performing well? And, and I don't think that he is. I think that he can make passes that not a lot of people can make. But I think his weakness is that he 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 doesn't do well under pressure. And when you look at the quarterbacks historically in this league that do well over a long period of time— it's guys that, that that can make the right decision when mm-hmm. under pressure, and I just don't see Goff having that in him. And that's one of the things that really scares me about Jared Goff is that he doesn't react well 
under pressure. He's young, so I'm I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth. I'm doing an air. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard to say. There's that room at, to grow. At 24 years old, it, you know, second year, you know, going into his third year, is that he's not going to be the finished quarterback that he would be four or five years from now. But I also think that you would see more in him now. It's like kind of what like Kobe. Yeah. When he airballed the three pointer in the playoffs, you know, when he was like a second year player or something like that. You look at that shot and you go, Ooh, that's 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 not good. But you look at it and you say, what an 18 or 19-year-old in that position would even take that shot? And who has that confidence that he can do it even oh, at yeah. this age? And so I would have liked to have seen Goff actually in the Super Bowl or in this playoff run really take ownership and make some big mistakes. I, I To me, if I had yeah. seen that, I would have a much better feeling re-signing him today because then you look at that and you say, I can, I can build off of that. He played scared to me. Yep. He played like, I just don't want to make a mistake. And, and I get where that's coming from because you, you don't get to the Super Bowl too often. But again, I think that that's just that's an innate personality trait that yeah. it, I just don't think that he has. And, and, and for the Rams, going into next season, we don't know how our line is going to look. We might be missing Andrew Whitworth. We might not have Roger Saffold. So that's just going to worry me even more come next season when we have to replace these guys with rookies. Yeah, and then your corners are probably going to be gone. That that might be a possibility, but again... Uh, Gurley will get hurt we by saw, again. We yeah. saw Goff under pressure, especially during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, a few games uh, towards the end of last season, and he did not look good. But again... Is Jared Goff McVay's guy? Yeah, or is and Mc- that's the other thing that they brought up. That I, that I don't know if you brought that up because that's what they mentioned in the article. But uh, when McVay came in, Goff was already drafted. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. So so McVay has basically coached what he was given. But if if the Rams believe in in McVay, and they ask McVay, hey, would you resign him? There's a, there's a chance that McVay may say, no, I want to draft my quarterback. Yeah, and just groom him from the sure. very beginning. So, so if yeah. that's if that's what so to me, if they don't extend Goff this season, I think there is a fifty percent possibility that he will either get traded or mm-hmm. released at the end of next season, and then the Rams will draft McVay's guy. Yeah, Darren, where do you stand? Extend him or not? Uh, this season, uh, you no, no, you do don't not extend e- him. Do not extend him. All no. right, give you heard it, it here give first, it another folks. season. Okay, as long as we're talking football. Let's talk some Raiders. Ben. Raiders! Yeah. What do you got? Oh it's my been a gosh. while since we've let you talk some Raiders. 30 yeah. seconds on the clock. No, nah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's two things. Uh, I want to first talk about uh, where the Raiders are going to play home games next season. So if you remember... StubHub. Well, so, Come on. <laughs> so at the end of last season, uh, the Raiders uh, were sued by the city of Oakland mm-hmm. for leaving early. <laughs> and so the Raiders had told the city of Oakland, if you sue us, we will not play any of our remaining home games in Oakland. We'll go find another home. And so, you know, it left the Raiders at the end of the season with really no home, no home. to play games in. So at the end of the regular season, there were some rumblings about them trying to move over and, and, and share the, the stadium with the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. There were some talks about... Uh, going and playing down in San Diego at Qualcomm since they left them. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's available. And then there was a couple years ago, the Raiders... Nothing says Raiders like San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the Raiders own California. Yeah. And then a couple years back, uh, the city of San Antonio, Texas, was Texas, trying to get yeah. the Raiders to go out, right? So, And then the other talk was that their uh, UNLV has a smaller stadium, which is comparable to what's going on over at StubHub, where the Raiders could effectively move early to Vegas, play one season okay. in UNLV, and then move over to the new stadium in 2020. So there was all of these options. And so it was. I was curious to hear you know, what was going to happen. And, yeah. and so an article came out today where a decision hasn't been made yet, but it said that right now, as of today, like it's almost a done deal where the Raiders are going to re-sign in Oakland. Oh, okay. Uh, so one more year. And so so... The question that I have for you guys is, do you think it was because the Raiders were talking about that they could go anywhere they want and play, but really nobody, nobody wanted them? Nobody wanted them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, Everybody loves a Raiders or is it that, or, or do you think that they were trying to be loyal to their fans and that even though it wasn't 
maybe the most fiscally thing, responsibly thing for them to do that they thought we don't want to alienate yeah. our true fan base. And so I, as non Raiders fans, I ask you guys, what do you think the motivation was between, between them think, staying? In I Oakland? think it's, it, I think it's not as romantic as we want to think it is. Imagine moving your house. Okay. It's a nightmare to move your, just your house, moving a football team, the facilities, the everything, they've got all that lined up. It's just a, it's just pads and footballs, oh, man. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> they, no big they, deal. They do it every other week. I think I think you for sure, if you're the Raiders, yeah. you for sure, and the, the cost, the expenses, you, for, you of course want to do everything you can to stay where you're at, especially because it's a band, it's a stopgap. It's just one, okay. one season that you just got to get through. You do everything you can to play nice and make that work. Uh, so I, I think that's okay. So that's let's what say you is. divorce your wife, okay? Okay. And I love you, honey. This is not, <laughs> not totally hypothetical. Not yeah. going to happen. But let's say you divorce it's only your been wife. Four months. And then and, and and during that breakup conversation, you're like, "Bitch, look, I could live here, 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 and here." And then like two months goes by, and you're like, "Hey, do you mind if I just kind of kind of I'll post up in this room and I'll pay you rent?" Like, don't you think that's sort of like? Eh, you know, it's soft. not a good look. <laughs> I think it's it looks terrible look. for the Raiders. No, no, for sure. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, I, I, I think it's Raiders. It, you guys are the Raiders. It's you're not going to lose a single fan over this. Nobody cares. Yeah, I Raiders agree. don't care. They're agree. unapologetically Raiders fans. Well, so that's uh, the unapologetic is the reason why I would have thought they would have said, you know what, we're going to San Diego, and we're well, gonna, that would have been more you know, Raider exactly. And that's that. Listen, I just like that's the part of I like it when the Raiders stick it to the man, and yeah. that's the move that I was looking well, for, it, and it didn't happen. It really, it really, ultimately would have been great if they could have found somewhere in L.A. As as much as I hate the Raiders, yeah. to do kind of a victory. Oh, like yeah. tour on the way. Oh, not just, a, oh, yeah. I guess not a victory, just but road like games. Because we're not going to be winning. That's my <laughs> on next on the topic. way to Vegas. Yeah. I mean, because you got you got Oakland Raider fans, you got L.A. Raider fans. Yeah. To make a quick stop in L.A. before you go to yeah. Vegas, that's well, would would have been a brilliant way to build the fan base even more. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a great idea. I mean, San Diego. That's. Um, I, San Antonio. I don't think you. Well, wanna... so I don't think the NFL would allow them to come to Los Angeles having two teams, two and, teams and are, yeah. one of them really struggling. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But but uh, you know, San Diego was vacated. Yeah. And so you know, if the NFL wanted to have some good graces with San Diego, as in like, hey, sorry, we let that team. I don't think that well, gets you good graces if you send the Raiders. <laughs> no, because what would happen town. is all all the Raiders fans from Los Angeles would inundate San Diego. Oh yeah, yeah. Trash during the year. They would. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, clean city. Oh. Man, property <laughs> values would drop. Uh, anyway, so I just I found that to be interesting. And so the other the other uh, uh, article that I read about the Raiders today was that uh, schedules uh, have been de- decided. I don't okay. know necessarily if they know you know what times and weeks or whatever, but they, they know who they're going to be playing. So the Raiders ranked first in strength of schedule this year. They will be playing the toughest schedule in the <laughs> oh. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and you're what four and twelve last That's season, so and and tied great. tied for second does... to last, L.A. Rams. Oh, oh really? That's you beautiful. guys, you guys, you and the Patriots are tied, and there's two other teams tied for twenty seventh. Um, there's only one team below all you guys oh, that actually wow. has a worse strength of schedule, but the Raiders, and it's because we play the Chiefs twice. It's because we play the Chargers twice. I think we play the Bears. We play uh, Indianapolis. Like, the, yeah, but the, are they are they basing that on the, the record teams? of last year's? But okay, so, but that's, exactly. that's kind of not fair. A lot changes San between. Yeah. Garoppolo is going to be San Francisco is going to be better Correct. than they were. Correct. Seattle's going to be, you know, better ish, maybe possibly. Right. Arizona should be a little better. Although and even the Raiders terrible. might be better. I mean, you guys have what five first round picks or something ridiculous well, got John like Gruden. that. I so think we've and got three yeah. first rounds. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think we got five picks in the first two rounds. Um, so we're. I think. Well, <laughs> again, so this is to me. This is going to be the year as a Raiders fan where I, I start to make some decisions on on what John Gruden is doing. I, I still don't think it's a full resume. I think he needs three years. Mm-hmm. But I think by year two, there needs to be some marketable improvement from where we were last year. And and so I, I think our last season's record was, what, 3-13 and 13 or something like that? Yeah. Um, I I would like to see the Raiders have six or seven wins this year. I'd like us to double our win total. I don't. I still don't think that we'll be over five hundred in our division, but I think if we do that and and we're competitive in in most of our games, to me that's an improvement because I think you can go from three and thirteen to six and ten 
to nine and seven in 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 some years. And I think nine and seven will will you'll start to compete for that last spot in the playoffs. And again, if this is Gruden's long play, you know, by year four, if it continues to improve that way, you go from nine and seven to you know eleven and five, twelve and mm-hmm. four, you know. So that's the trajectory that we want to go. If we go have another three and thirteen season this year, the Raiders really Woo! need to reevaluate that that, <laughs> that 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 hire because. Uh, you know, we'll be when talking you, about which contracts worse, Machado or John Gruden. Oh yeah. Oh, Gruden would be way worse. Gruden, <laughs> and and I think I think Gruden would be way worse than the pool hole deal. Yeah. He can do a lot more damage. Than Absolutely, of them. especially since he's their GM as well. So anyway, those those were just some interesting uh, some interesting articles that I had read uh, during the offseason about the Raiders. And and the sad thing for the Raiders is because they are terrible, you don't get to really read too much about them because nobody cares about them. So. Yeah. The fact that I saw two articles in the same week, I figured now's the time to bring up the Raiders. <laughs> Made your week, it didn't did. it? Oh, good stuff. Cheers, well, gentlemen. Hey, cheers. Was, uh, to the 30-minute episode. There we go. Uh, that was 30 minutes right there, Ben. And uh, you know what? I can uh, actually compute uh, who did the most talking. Darren, you clocked in at 6% oh, of the beautiful. talking during That's this exactly 30 minutes. exactly what I... Uh... I was just above that with 8%. Ben, you had the rest of that percent. I can't do the math fast enough in my head, but uh, that, the rest was you, my friend. That's what I do. Good job on the 30 I've got the gift podcast. of gap. You do. I could go on dates with myself and be completely entertained. I'm sure you have gone on I dates by yourself. True. You know, when I was single, I went on dates. It felt like I was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, that's why we love you. Um, before we move on, we should take a quick second to talk about our good old friends... At the King's Realm. Oh, those guys. Yeah. All right. Are they going to play the same commercial again? No, we're not going to play it this week. We played it last (laughs) week. They haven't said anything new. They're still talking about the Kings and drinking beer. And and, uh, what are they drinking now? They're doing Koval shots with vodka. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Russian vodka. Yeah. All right. I'm not a vodka guy. No. Do you guys do vodka? No, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. You don't have any uh, Greyhounds on your dates by yourself? No. <laughs> no, I just me at the bar drinking yeah. some vodka. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> dates by myself nowadays, they are rare, but they are fun. Yeah. You know, you don't have a, a screaming kids and you get to just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it's called Wednesday nights when I go potting with you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's on a date with us. Love it. Love it. Yeah, so uh the King's Realm. If you if you're a Kings fan, you gotta check these guys out. We've been telling you every week. Just do it. If you're Even disappointed if you're with, I was going to say, if you're disappointed with a product on the ice, go listen to them. It'll cheer you up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Good they, stuff. they seem to make even losing sound like a party. Yeah. Truthfully. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when you have that much alcohol, yeah. <laughs> that makes do, it a party. They do love their spirits. All right. Good stuff. Moving on. Besa. Yeah. You had an interesting topic you wanted to bring up. Yes, I did. Uh, so guys, think about your daily lives. We all have things in our life that makes it easy. We use Google Maps. We use Waze that gets oh us my gosh. from... Can you, can you think about... Sorry to no, cut you off. No. But think about when you had to use like a Thomas Guide or something. I haven't used one in you, two, three decades. You actually, I was thinking about this the other day. You actually had to plan your trip before you started the car. <laughs> Now you start the car and and even start driving before you even know where you're going. Oh yeah, most of the time it's horrible. It's crazy flipping from page to page. Anyways, you know we we have subscription based services like Amazon Prime because we don't want to wait seven days to go ahead and get a product. We'd rather wait forty eight hours to have it arrive at our door. My wife, for example, had a had a doctor's appointment from her living room because she did a video chat. Oh, with her wow. doctor. And 30 minutes, she had prescriptions. That's Wait, how, how, do they, how do they check whoa. for hernia on a camera? Well, it wasn't. Because <laughs> that's why you go to the doctor. I'm Darren just saying. had to do that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't do it to a woman. But I mean, listen, if I, you know, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> careful, careful. And, ah. and not, even, not even technology. But if you look at people's houses, we have a nest. You could... You can regulate our thermostat. We have an iRobot who can vacuum for us when we're at work. Is there anything that's It's you... good to have base of money. I, oh. want, a, I want robots <laughs> working at my house. Hey, be nice, wouldn't it? Guys, yeah. if you walk into my house, it's like Jarvis. You know, you just say lights on, it. snap your fingers, and lights are on. Yeah, I got I AOL it. at my house, dude. I can't afford that <laughs> shit. 
search Yahoo. Pays, he still pays by the minute. <laughs> you still have TiVo. Hey, when I when I connect to the internet, it goes. Pa-ching, pa-ching. <laughs> So can you guys think of anything that can improve your life nowadays? I think the the biggest game changer, oh, there's there's but there's, there's a lot. Yeah. But Postmates or the Uber Eats or Uber that Eats, kind of thing. Okay. When you're at work and you just can't get away and you didn't take lunch that day or something, the fact that you can just pick up your phone and order something and it's there. Mm-hmm. Your like, wives just don't make you food? You know what? I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I feel like part of the Me Too era. Like I feel like if I ask her to do it, like I'm gonna get shamed for like you know abuse or something. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I you just do this stuff. Wrong. You, you just do the the other things around the house that she doesn't have to ask for. It's a give and take, man. Yeah. So have, do you? It's just easier to order on Postmates. <laughs> yeah. Do, <laughs> do you true. do that? The Postmates or or the DoorDashes? I, I, I've, what I've, is DoorDash? Yeah, I've done that. It, it's pretty much the same thing. Where you you use an app to uh, call up a restaurant, they'll order food, and somebody will pick it up and bring it right to you. Whether you're at home or you're at work, wherever. Wherever. It's pretty awesome. How do you know they don't spit in your food? Well, oh, <laughs> you're you're taking your chances with any of that. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I, I I can see the value like on a rainy day, where you just don't want to get up and get wet or or whatever. But you know, like on not a, as on a, a, not an everyday thing. No, I know, but I, and just, I don't do it every. But day, I'm just but. saying, like on a Saturday, like when would you use it? Would you use it like on a day after work where you just come home, or would it be on a Saturday when you're yeah, just hanging you're, out doing nothing? If you're at home and you you get home and you realize that everything in the refrigerator is expired and you know you're not me that like would eat it sauce. anyway yeah and and uh you're like ah, i don't feel like getting back out of the house eh, let's just postmates it or mm. uber yeah. eats it or whatever so you have you have. oh yeah i love it i have I never don't, i don't do it regularly but mm-hmm. uh yeah i've used it and it's great have you guys ever done that and i don't know the name of it but it's where they deliver fresh vegetables and food for you and then with a recipe yeah and all you have to do is just put it together in the quantities that they tell Lori, you Lori really wants to do that so bad I, I yeah, have not I blue, blue ribbon i think is what it's called yeah yeah I, I had a friend actually that she used to do it and it, you know it, it's kind of expensive i looked into it for uh, a little while um but yeah you could just select whatever you you want to eat and then each day they'll send you you know a, a basket with all of the fresh food to go with it in, in the measured quantities. So yeah. you literally just grab the pieces according to the recipe and it takes you 30 minutes to cook. Well, you know what? And that's the thing is, is a lot of these are, they're cool and it's amazing to say, ah, I just picked up my phone and, and food showed up or, you know, all, all that Got stuff. Got my car but, washed but like they that. Do, yeah. But they cost, they cost money. And I feel like, you know, when you're trying to save or you just paid for a wedding, you're like <laughs> looking for ways to cut. Those yeah. are the first things that go. It's like, okay, I guess I can get my lazy butt out and drive to the- Yeah. But but in thinking of the free ones, I'll tell you what, I think the one that still to this day, which credit to them for, for not ever selling out and, and making it anything other than what it is, is Craigslist. Okay. I love Craigslist. All right. You, I've sold so much stuff on it, found so much stuff on it. I have the greatest recliner in the world until my wife makes me get rid of it. It has literally a refrigerator in the arm it of does. it. It does, yeah. It's the most comfortable <laughs> thing on the planet. That is the most married man thing I've ever heard you say, when she makes me get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting. She's barely on hinted tight. that that it need, it's ugly. It's really ugly. Yeah. To me, it's gorgeous, though. Yeah. But uh, no, I love Craigslist, and I love that it's free. You don't pay for it. Got, yeah, that's true. You've you've purchased like your bike on Craigslist. Oh yeah, I got a bike. Several Hold bikes. on, Ben and I. I yeah. got to tell this story. This is so great. Ben and I do a triathlon years ago, and neither of us had road bikes, and so I had like my mountain bike that I was trading on. <laughs> so I go on Craigslist. Yeah, not even a joke, dude. Yeah, I buy this bike. this uh, 1977 version of whatever their road no bike gears. was. Oh yeah, it was it was a Trek. It it was three hundred bucks. Apparently, it has really nice wheels on it because I kept getting compliments oh, on really? the wheels that are on it. I knew nothing about it. Anyways, yeah. it, it, it was it worked. It was great. Ben goes out and spends like, you know, it was like a thousand dollars. A thousand oh, bucks wow. on this really nice it's like graphite light bike or you know whatever. Yeah. I forgot Something. the part that I had to lose weight to actually make it work well. <laughs> Halfway through the triathlon, Ben's like pedal breaks or what happens on 
on it or your gear it wouldn't go into no, the my, high my gear chain, my chain kept falling off chain keeps falling off yeah and i was like what the fuck is going on so i had to stop like three times to put my <laughs> chain back on my bike was perfect the whole time 300 bucks craigslist perfect oh, i love it i love craigslist he hasn't ridden it since but yeah exactly yeah, it's my favorite yeah, all right it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i don't really i don't really do a lot of those those things you know i'm i'm pretty uh novice when it comes to you know what about venmo apps. I just recently downloaded. Oh that my god, is amazing. Yeah, and Venmo's actually, fantastic. just recently, you know, for Jeff's bachelor party, because yeah. there were so many times where it's like, okay, I'll get this. Just Venmo me the money, and I'm like, what's this Venmo thing? So there, were, I had my my tech friends. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give a shout out to Duncan here. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I I sat with Duncan. I said, all right, dude, I'm going to download this. I just I want to make sure that I'm doing all the right things, and so he he helped me set it up and. And and I've used it uh, multiple times since, and it's very very convenient. I like it. Wow! You just got on Venmo. Yeah, and literally. You're old. What? What was your bachelor party? Four months ago. Yeah. Uh, five months. Yeah. Yeah. So five months ago is when I got it. Wow. Yeah, Venmo, and and that's one that I hope that I don't know how they can keep not charging for it. I hope they keep not charging for it forever. But yeah, the fact that it's it's literally exactly like paying someone cash, except who uses cash anymore? I well, except you, Ben. <laughs> I I've used Venmo now for about three years, and it wasn't until recently that I looked at how much money I have in that account. I was shocked because I would never transfer anything over. What? Yeah, I never transfer Wait, anything you've over. You said it. it's it's called base of money. <laughs> He's so base rich. He's so this rich. Guy. He doesn't know what's in these accounts. This guy. What? It the? was a couple hundred, but still, <laughs> I don't need to transfer over fifteen dollars every time. Why oh, do that? Oh man, oh Besa. So well, that's how they're making their money: is people like him who just leave it sitting yeah, in there, and yeah, and they get the interest on it. Well, good job. So keep doing that, so that they keep not charging for it. Yeah, thank you. We'll do. We'll yeah. do. So the reason why I asked is uh, because I came across across an interesting article, um, and it was about a company called LoveSync. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Haven't. Nope. And I'm it was sure a, Vic has. No, this this is kind of 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 near uh, Ben's alley. Oh. But uh, anyways, uh, it, it was a company on Kickstarter, and basically, it's a button. Think of a Staples button on your nightstand. Okay. Okay. You have one, and your significant other has one. Now <laughs> I hit it every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's where it's going. That's where it's going. Because it got to the point where if you're feeling like you want to get it on, you have the option to go ahead and hit this button. And what it's going to do is it's going to notify your significant other's button that, hey, you know what? I'm into I'm into it. Are you? And she has the option of hitting the button also. I'm like that mouse hitting the heroin button, right? Really? I'm just like, boom, Wait. boom, boom, boom. Is, is one button on one side of the bed and the other button's on the other side? Correct. One for your side and then one for her side. <laughs> We've got to that point where literally you can't open up That's your mouth ridiculous. and say, honey, you want to get it on? You have to hit a goddamn button? Yeah. That's wow. sad. That's so it's, sad. It's built for millennials. We're literally not going to talk to each to other in 10 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, our generation will, because we did it. Yeah. Well, then in 30 years, no one's going to talk to each other. It'll all be text or, Listen, or over. When you're our generation, you put on key sweat, they know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Tinder, all you do is, what, swipe left or right? So, wow. I mean, it, it just makes life easy. But I think something like that, as, as intimate like that, you, want, you don't want to go ahead and push a button. And, and, and as Ben said. I bet you people do. I bet I you, yes. I think it's going to be a huge hit. Which is sad. Which is very sad. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Nuts. Anyways. So, just when does yours arrive? Never. Oh, good. <laughs> good man. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> the question is, is who hits it more often, you or Jen? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for off the air. We don't want to get Darren in trouble. I think we both hit it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I my, my, have my stacks of books right on it. <laughs> so it's always pressed. Well, hey, listen, that means you're always ready. You got like the turbo button on the on the uh, Nintendo controller. Of course. Did yours come with the, yeah. You know it. Oh, man. All right, guys. It's Oscar week. All right. I had no idea until like uh, I was starting to prep for the show and realize what should we talk about. And, do, you, uh, do any of you guys- You mean this morning? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Do any of you guys watch the Oscars? I'm glad you ask. I was actually thinking the same thing. Ben, you hate award shows, right? Yeah, uh, a wise man once said, you show me somebody that likes watching the Oscars and I'll show you somebody that's gay. Well, that's offensive in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's clearly outdated. It might no one, be, but it's No still one works. shares that. But, okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, may, maybe. I, I, uh, Darren, do you watch? I don't. Oscars? I mean, don't. half the movies- any, any award shows? Half the movies I, I haven't watched, and the other half I haven't even heard of. Yeah. So it's, it's so pretentious. It is. I, and so you what know what's used, funny is yeah, you, I, I used to, so I mean, a little of my background, I, I loved movies. I actually was an aspiring screenwriter and yeah, dabbled in maybe a little acting here and there. Uh, but uh, I loved movies. Always have. Yes. It's going to the movies was a big deal to me. And, you know, the Oscars is like the big movie night of the year. It's right. like the Super Bowl of movies. So I was always into it. And and enjoyed, you know, enjoyed it. Um, but man, I over the years, it's just gotten. It seems like more and more pretentious, and yeah. or maybe I've become it's more always cynical. No, it's always been this pretentious. So it's me becoming more cynical. Who's I, wearing? I think what you've matured and... and you've realized the error in your ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad to think. But the movies are just so. You know what did it for me? Actually, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Was the year that. The Dark Knight came out, and I know you're not going to relate to this, Ben, because you hate anything superheroes <laughs> or not I enjoyed completely the based. Did you? Whoa. I did. You're kidding? No, really? No, I thought Heath Ledger did a wonderful job in that movie. But and but it's like grounded in reality, right? Yeah, and it, it's very it was like different. gritty and dark. Yeah, it's not like a traditional super. It's yeah, just it's so not good. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it it transcends. It's just so good, and that that was by far the best movie that came out that year. And I think I think we can I think if anybody looks back in retrospect, it's the movie that's most universally loved that came out that year. The movie that won that year was Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, that was oh. a decent movie, but it was alright. It wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. No, Dark Knight. Yeah, but that but when that was like completely snubbed and and not nominated, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm done. It's just it's just too it's too pretentious. Yeah. and well, and, I. As even as a kid, well, I mean, I guess as like a high school teenager and a little, you know, like adolescence and and you know, young adult, I would almost look at the the ratings as far as is this Oscar worthy? If it was, I wouldn't watch it <laughs> because it was it was pretentious and terrible. And then the movies that I did enjoy to watch, the, the Jim Carrey movies, you know, when he was funny, yes, you know, those <laughs> never got. You know, critical acclaim. No. And those are the ones that I enjoyed to watch. So I literally would look for the movies that didn't get the critical acclaim, and those would be the ones that I want to go watch. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I agree. I'm on board. I, I, want, I want funny, or I want big, fun, action, popcorn movies. That's what I want. Hey, well, we know what we like, and we don't need no award show to tell us what we That's like. That's so. right. So screw you, Oscars. Yeah. That's why we've come up with the Guys in Shorts Movie Awards, or the... The Shortsies. I think Eric calls them the Shortsies. The Shortsies. Some sort of awards we gave Can out. Can it be the Jizz Awards? Yeah, there we go. The <laughs> Jizz Awards. I think that's... Don't they do one of those? I don't know. Something? Yeah, no. uh, uh, yeah porn we'll stick Oscars. with Guys Movie Awards. All right. I came up with some topics or some uh, some categories that uh, I tried to... I tried to give each of us a category. All right. That, uh, that you guys will then pick. It's kind of based on your expertise. So actually... Oh. Vic, Vic couldn't make it last minute, but I did come up with some for him. So I, I figure maybe we could throw his out there, and then, and then we'll pick the winner. Okay, uh, you know for him. So, so Vic, I thought you know because Vic hosts Clouded, the podcast Clouded, which if you're not listening to, it's, it's stuff. great. Yeah, it, he he does a different mystery, a different internet mystery uh, every week. But I thought. What's a good uh, topic for him? Movie twists. Best mm. movie twists. And you know what? We're not sticking to just movies this year. We're sticking to all time. So all time movie twists. Best. Here we go. The nominees are The Sixth Sense, Fight Club, The Empire Strikes Back, Planet of the Apes, and The Usual Suspects. Ooh. Ooh. Those are good twists. A lot of and good twists. Spoiler yeah. alert. Be careful if you haven't heard any of these. I don't know if we're going to say any of them out loud. <laughs> well, that's that's right. It. So spoiler alert right now. I, I You look at this list and you're like, man, that is usual suspects is, mm -hmm. that, is pretty yeah, strong. That was fantastic. Like that. 
when Kevin Spacey at the end and and the reveal of it, how they reveal it, yes, is just because I feel like that's that is important too. Is how you reveal the twist mm-hmm. is so good. Uh, I, I, that one's in the running. Sixth Sense. You, the, did you see Sixth Sense? Hell no. Yeah, it, it's too fantasy for you, but. I, I saw it, and this, with The Sixth Sense, it had me going for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, what, two-thirds of the way through the movie, I had no idea. I feel no like idea. that's one that, that could be in the running just for the sake that it makes you want to go back and watch the movie again just to see if it followed yeah. the rules that it then like flipped yes. when it twisted everything. Yeah, and it did. Yeah. Oh, it did. Uh, I, although... Darth Vader is Luke's dad. I know you can't relate to this one, Dan, yeah. but I'm just going to stay quiet. Plus, I've, I've done my allotment of talking for yeah. this episode, so <laughs> right. I'm just going to stay quiet for the for the sit, remainder of this, this uh, one out. No, you'll you'll get your you'll get your moment in the sun on this topic. But uh, but imagine a time. I know for me at my age that and that's like, old. You you just always knew that Darth Vader was Luke's dad. But imagine yeah. going to the movie for the first time and not knowing that. And that happens. Darth oh. Vader, the greatest movie villain of all time. That's monumental is right Luke there. Skywalker's dad? Yeah, that's monumental. That's huge. You don't forget about that moment. Besa, I think you and I need to call this one. Well, uh, um, for me, it's between one of those three. Fight Club, that, that twist was great, but uh, I don't think it's on the level of the other. Same with Planet of the Apes. Maybe maybe if you're Vic's age, you would pick that one. But <laughs> That's the original one, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I'm going for the sixth sense. Sixth sense. Yep. That's yeah. That's that's, a that's my choice. That's mine. I mean, I feel like when you say movie twist, that's probably the movie that pops into to everyone's head. Yeah. Sixth sense is the winner. You know what? And I would say that that movie simultaneously made and ruined M Night Shyamalan's career because he could never top. Everybody no. went into the rest of his movies looking for the <laughs> twist. And it, it ruins it if you're looking for the twist. Yeah. Yeah. It was a anyway. good movie. All right. Ben, you got to watch that. Darren. Would I enjoy it? Yeah, I think no, you would. No, I don't think he would. Uh, no. No, he wouldn't like it. Okay. It's too slow. <laughs> and Done. I won't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's too slow and there's ghosts in it. Okay. Darren, we're going to go to you. All right. Your category, coolest hair. Oh, I love it. You're an expert on this. The nominees are... Tom Cruise in all the Mission Impossible movies, Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction, Carrie Fisher again in Star Wars, Bradley Cooper in Everything He's Done, and Cameron Diaz in There's Something About Mary. Ooh. And, and Donald Trump in the 2016 campaign. Worst hair. Uh, first off, uh, I want to say that I'm I'm very honored to go ahead and give this award, but yet I'm very disappointed that I wasn't yet selected on this list. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> well, you weren't in a movie. Well, we can change or that, right? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> oh my, okay. it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, so the winner of 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 this category, I'm still gonna it's it's gonna be Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, Star Wars, you, it's iconic. Yes, if yes. If you think of a hairstyle in a movie, I feel like that's yeah. that's the go-to. What uh, about Ace Ventura? Good, good tr- oh, he, how he did, did have, I not choose Ace? He did have a great hairstyle in, uh, yeah. Jim Carrey. How did I not nominate? That's a good question. That is my movie. Yeah. Hey, listen, I mean, I did it last week when I forgot about oh, uh, Devil's Advocate. I mean, true. it happens. I am so disappointed in myself. <laughs> that That's the winner. It's not Carrie Fisher. It's Ace Ventura. No, it's Carrie Fisher. Oh, man. I still think okay, it's Carrie Fisher. Honorable mention to Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Man, I button. am so disappointed in myself. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ben? Yes. All right. You paying attention again? Uh, uh, well, hold on. Because this is going to get good real quick. All right. You ready? I, this hope, is... I hope you didn't pick something stupid for me. No, this is a good one. I think you're going to get behind this. Okay. Best nudity. Oh, okay. Non-porn. So this is like oh. actual movies. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is like rated R okay. yeah, that we're right. in a theater at some point. Okay. Yeah. Not that kind of theater. Okay. okay. The nominees are Elizabeth Berkeley for Showgirls. That was NC-17. All right. Then it was still in the theater. <laughs> okay. Popular, All right. Shannon Elizabeth movie, by the way. Okay. from American Pie. 
Oh, okay. This one, actually, you've commented before. I wouldn't have thought of it, but I threw it in there because I knew you'd seen it. Anne Hathaway from Love and Other Drugs. Great movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's naked through most of it. Most isn't of she? it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one had to throw this in there. Kate Winslet from Titanic. Okay. She like that one scene. Yeah, that's last. And yeah. of course, Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Richmond High. Oh, oh man. That so was a great one. It all depends on, on how you look at it. From an iconic standpoint, I think that the Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just that one, I mean, and there's a couple of scenes in that movie where they're, you know, they, they show nudity, but that one scene of Phoebe Cates with the red bikini. The pool scene, yeah. That is, that is absolutely, that's an iconic scene where anybody of our generation knows Phoebe Cates, knows the movie, knows yeah. the scene. Um, but if you if you're looking at it from a two hour movie standpoint, what you know what's the most bang for your buck? It's got to be Love or Other Drugs. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Because Anne Hathaway is absolutely gorgeous in that movie, and she's naked for like fifty percent of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I I was surprised you. Uh... Kate Winslet is definitely last. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth. It was almost too much uh, nudity, where it's just like wait wait <laughs> what. <laughs> you get- well, because much. Well, if you're watching a movie, right, it's like you want to be surprised with it. And and the less that you have the when you get it, it's it's great, right? And and so I think that's where the Phoebe Cates thing comes in, right? Is uh-huh. that she doesn't do it throughout the movie. She does it in one scene Ooh. and that's what everybody remembers. The tease, yeah. Where, but you're saying Anne Hathaway's naked well, through most of the movie. Because she's, she's gorgeous. And it was actually a great movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. Because there's enough of a movie there where well, there's enough of a movie there where when she does get naked in multiple scenes. It's like it reminds you of like oh yeah like she's beautiful yeah. right, but I mean with with Elizabeth Berkeley literally there was so much nudity in that movie that when you watch it you get desensitized by it and it's like you almost forget that they're naked because they're just naked so much so so I think that that's where that one loses out the the Kate Winslet is that you should you should have found it you should have done your homework a little bit better <laughs> there's a lot better movies that you could have put on there but but I do think that from the standpoint of when you look at the quality of the movie the plot of the movie and the quality of the nudity. Love and Other Drugs wins in that, in wow. that category. Wow. Wow, well, Ben. And, and for those of Very you who well haven't seen it, go watch the movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> Good job. Wow. Got Good some job, watching ben. to do I'm, this weekend. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I am. I appreciate that. Really, really good. Uh, you know what? On the way out, because uh, we, we got to go here, but uh, I got to throw this one out here. I came up with this one last minute for Hammer. Hammer's hardly ever here, so I figured his category would be Best Cameo. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So let me just throw these out real quick and we'll make a quick decision. Okay. So the uh, Hammer, Portuguese Hammer Honorary Best Movie Cameo. We talked about it last week. Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill Murray in Zombieland. Never saw it. Stan Lee in every Marvel movie. Uh-huh. Don't know who he is. Matt Damon in Eurotrip. Okay. He was in Eurotrip? Yes. He's, he sings the... Uh, Tommy... Uh, Scotty Doesn't Know. Scotty Doesn't Know. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yes. Scotty Doesn't Know. Which is yeah. so good. It's I, you know so what? Good. I totally forgot he was in that movie. It's yeah, it's so so, absurd so he loses random. because I forgot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's so no, random. Right. He just shows up. How about Tom Cruise in? Uh, uh, I feel like that's Tropicana, in Trop- Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I, I thought uh, of that, but you know what? I feel like that's bigger than a cameo. Like he's he's in several scenes. Okay, what about Tom Cruise in? Uh, uh, oh gosh, um, Gold Member. Yes. I, I thought of that too, but he's in just a second. I feel like all of these yeah. plus they're, my they're last one, yeah. and I think you're going to agree with this one that this is on the list over those, Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore. Oh, Bob Barker oh, wins. Bob yes. Barker. That's got my vote right there. <laughs> that that scene, when I saw it for the first time, I actually had to rewind it three or four times. This was back when I had a VHS tape. <laughs> I had to rewind it three or four times because I was laughing so hard that I want I didn't want to miss a morsel of it. So the first time you watch it, that first punch that he throws, like I missed everything after that. And then the second time you watch it, you catch like a couple of the words in between. Yeah. By the by the fourth or fifth time that you watch it, you get to actually enjoy the entire scene. But even to this day when they replay it on TBS or something like that, and that scene is on, it makes me laugh. It keeps, yeah. Bob Barker, I mean, just at his age and like what he was and the way he's talking shit, which is like my favorite thing thing to do that that scene above all the ones that you mentioned is absolutely the best cameo ah, I love I've ever it. seen. I'd agree. Really? I would agree with you that. You go with Bob Barker? Bob Barker. Oh, yep. that's great. It, it it's strong. I yeah, can't argue is. that. So what was yours? Well done. For me, I would choose I think I'd go Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Of course oh, I knew it. You would. Or or Bill Murray. <laughs> I I I'm torn That's why he didn't want to answer it. I'm torn between the two. It'd be it'd be a tie. 
they'd both win. Mr. Comic Book Lover would not do Stan Lee? Well, I mean, that was kind of just because he does a cameo in every single every one. I feel like you got to mention him, you know? So yeah. he, he, of course, deserves the award. He's done probably more cameos than anybody, anybody ever. Anybody, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, or, for or Chris sure. Chris Kattan going, you know, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider. Oh, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob yeah. Schneider, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, good stuff, guys. Well done all around. We got to get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts Pod. Also, Instagram at Guys in Shorts Pod. We're on Facebook, Reddit, all those. The website's guysinshorts.com. Leave a voicemail for us at 562-450-3356. Definitely contact us at one of those avenues and uh, and give us your thoughts on any of the the movie categories or or console Ben and his Raiders and another losing season oh, next it's year. Be a tough season. I, and, you know uh, the great thing about sucky seasons is I only watch two or three games and then I tune out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You and got I, a just, lot of, I just a lot go into full, time. I go into full hate mode on the Rams. It is it is true. Why think don't about, you just join on in? Think when your team doesn't make the playoffs, how much more time you have? Yeah. How much less money you spend because yeah. you probably don't go to go out to the bar? Are your Sundays watch the available games. right now? I've never saved as much money with USC, the Lakers, you know, the Raiders. Like all my teams are in the tank except for the Dodgers, which you know they're going to lose anyway. <laughs> Congratulations, Ben! You're officially the oldest man alive. That's a true sports fan. <laughs> oh. Please share the show with all your friends. Review us wherever you're listening and uh, subscribe also. Uh, that's it. That's it. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Darren Besa and Ben Garcia. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.